We've got 10 nights until the next full moon. Well, he was what I would call a Sasquatch. Pilots that showed unidentified flying objects. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. I don't believe 99% of the things that people claim they've seen. I think this is in that 1%. A lot of people make fun of me, but I don't care. I know it's there. G'day and welcome back to the Melon Tiger Podcast. My name's Bree and I'm here with Jord and the man, the myth, the legend. He's back. It's him. <laughs> the old dog's back. <laughs> <laughs> By popular demand. <laughs> yeah, so dad's back in the studio. Yep. Josh had adult things to do. Mm, I think his internet Damn. was getting fixed and he was looking after things called kids. Yeah, it's boring mm. shit. Mm. Yeah. I try to skirt that responsibility whenever I can. <laughs> doing really a good job. Good. Yes. <laughs> Wearing your mother out, but doing a good job. <laughs> Whatever. Every time I go to go somewhere, if I just stop in to see mum, she's like, oh, I have Juniper. And I'm like, no, nah, I'll take her. Mum's like, no, I, you know, I had three kids, right? And I'm like, I'm not questioning No, I've your literally appearance. got to take her to an appointment. <laughs> no, <Yeah. I'll> <laughs> it, but it's like, it's almost like you get guilted into leaving your kid there. And I'm like, I know. She's like, I've had three kids. I'm capable. I'm like, I know you're capable. That doesn't change the fact that she's a pain in the ass. <laughs> oh, well, so I'm not. Uh, f- fine. Have a, why yeah. am I arguing? Why am I arguing? Take my kid. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, why am I arguing <laughs> yeah. against you? <laughs> this is ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah, Josh couldn't make it. So dad was nice enough to join us last minute. Yeah. yeah. Are Speaking you? of which, mm-hmm. I've got to give a shout out straight oh away God. to George's wife, Beck. Beck's the best. Oh, God. We know that. Why? Did you, well, did did you, you, did you catch her on the way here? <laughs> I passed her on the way here. I figured. And she said, just in case George doesn't give me a shout out, you're going to give me a shout out. So I thought I'd get in early. Brownie points. This is a professional <laughs> platform. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't help it. Does, I don't even, Dad, I'm not even sure she listens. She just wanted the first two. <laughs> what is the point of this? I don't know. I'll just do it as I She's told. been G-ing me up for like nearly a full year for a shout out. <laughs> <laughs> and I've, I've held out and you crumble straight yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. She gave me a look. I looked at it. She meant it. Dad's like, she makes good Rocky Road. I'm, yeah, I'm not yeah. messing around with this. Yeah. What did you think of last week's episode? Not last Last week, sorry. The was it last week's where I talked about the castle curse? Oh the yeah, Mount Royal yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. yeah last episode, yeah. Was it? Yeah, it was. Are you was sure? It? No, it we wasn't. It was the one before. Yeah. It was the one before. Yeah. No, it was good. It was. Um, it was right on track. Well, it just does prove that most of what I did tell you was near enough correct. What if I? Which is shock. strange. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It scares me. But it was good that you did the. Um, that you, you proved it. You My went and due got diligence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> look, and then the tie-in with the local Aboriginal um, myths, if you like. When I was um, reading that, I was like, I got lucky. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? When <laughs> yeah, you're like, yeah. I wonder if I can fish something out of something. And as soon as I read it, I was like, even I convinced myself this, that this is why. Yeah. <laughs> this is yeah. what it is. Oh, who knows? But anyway, <laughs> it's a true story. Was he a nice man? Lovely you liked man. him? Lovely yeah. man, yeah. Even though he was older and I wasn't. A young fella. <laughs> it wasn't quite like you were making out. No, he, he had this old little cabin up in the. It was a cabin up in the woods. It's yeah. all it was, and it, just a little bloody mattress and two mattresses. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, he just a genuine good old fella. He was it lovely. wasn't. It wasn't until I was reading it that I was like, "Hang on a Hang second, on. Yeah. <laughs> this is a bit off." Yeah, yeah. Did, so, did he have you working, or it was just for fun? No, it was. It wasn't oh, well. It was work, but it was fun work. You know, if you call riding horses through pristine forest, um, you you call that work. Then it was work. Do you reckon it, there could it was be beautiful. A Tasmanian tiger up there could be anything up there. Yeah. It's that big. I, I will. I will um, correct you though. Like you said, oh, he owned geez. most of it. 
Mount Royal. Mount yeah. Royal's a huge place. Yeah. He owned he owned more than anybody, but it did he didn't own near as much as what Mount Royal is. Yeah. Like he owned and he owned a fraction. He owned really. but he owned what you could own. Yeah. So yeah, he yeah, owned the, a lot of what yeah. people own of Mount Royal. So that's, the rest that's what I was about to ask. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was about to ask. So like no one else had the monopoly on him on Mount Royal. He oh just, no. Well the road's named after him. Yeah. You know, it's Castle Road. And that's for a reason. Because he did own most of everything and probably probably put in a fair bit of coin to make the road in the first place. So yeah. if anybody could claim it, he could. I wonder why he didn't build like a big house or whatever. He just because it was just a weekend. Well, for a bloke that probably he owned a, he owned the wreckers, the towing uh, business in Newcastle, pretty big city in Australia, yeah. and he owned a house up in Merriweather, some of the most valuable land in that area. But he and he held he held properties throughout the valley. Like he was quite a wealthy man, but you would you would never know it. He didn't. He never like yeah. flaunted or anything. Ne- like no that. way. No, he he did lived. He did roughed it. You know, but he had a heap of money, and when he when he passed, he gave a lot to um, um, poor Salvation people or Salvation well. Armies and so forth. Yeah, like he gave back to the community. Just a lovely man. Yeah. Did he ever make jokes like when he was in Newcastle? He was like Newcastle. I'm Old Castle. Do you get it? <laughs> no, no, because he had a sense of humour. Oh, was, sorry. Yeah, and that was shit. Oh, fuck me now. But no, top fella, top fella. So, did you come prepared today? No, well, you only bloody rang me an hour ago. <laughs> Please calm down. <laughs> Just but, a talking topic. But my little story, when it, what, what I'm going to do, I'm only reading a couple of pages out of a book and it's only based on the back of what you talked about, I think it was last week, about um, wolves and how... Wolves. Yeah, them too. <laughs> is is, is that plural? <laughs> wolf, wolf. Yes. Anyhow, yeah, literally. And, uh, yes. Wolfsies. <laughs> the wolves. Wolfers. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, well, we'll get to that whenever you're ready, but it's just um, to... to to just when Prove you said they wrong. don't really, <laughs> yeah. well, you said they don't really attack. Or I said in modern history there isn't like there's heaps more bear attacks than there is wolves. Yeah, but when you're talking to an old fellow, what's modern? Depends how old you are. Yeah, that's true. How was the battle of <laughs> Normandy? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> one there, George. Do you have a good one for us? Yeah, speaking about animal attacks, I'm gonna be getting into a bit of a like it's a bit of a shark story. I love sharks. I like. You, I hate. I hate sharks, but I love shark attack stories. Well, this takes me to a week ago. We were in Harrington, and Dad come up, and we we're fishing on the river, and a, a fella walked past, and you know, whenever we go near water, you're like, oh, I wonder if there's any sharks in yeah, there. Yeah, you know, we're terrified of them, but you're so interested, like, in what they're like. And what do you say? He said, "Yeah, I wouldn't go swimming in there. That that river Anything is riddled with but bull like sharks. rivers, right? Rivers, canals. This like is right next to like the, the coast. Like it's yeah, like yeah. an inlet straight well, into probably the Probably a cay or a mile from the beach. Still, yeah, but, but that, it was river. It was dirty so water. The, so the whole idea though is that the bull sharks they go up in there to breed. That's why there's so many in the river, and it's always almost, almost always bull sharks. I think so, and that's their yeah. major hunting ground is that murky water. They go up to. They can go up to, in Brisbane. They go up more than like twelve kilometers or more up the river to give birth. Like. Fuck it. Well, not I, doing think, that. I think it was said on the show before in America, they went up the Mississippi River, River or something. It was 1,600 kilometres. They mm, went up yeah. into the Mississippi River. Like, it's a long way. Yeah. Not, yeah, and you're not that far from the ocean. They're in there. They're no, in there. And, and these kids, like we witnessed it sitting on the balcony, there is a boat towing kids yeah. on the donut up and down through that river. The and same I'm on, just sinking home. The same the on the Gold Coast. I've. I've paddleboarded, and I thinking back, it makes me feel sick. Paddleboarded on canals and canals in Noosa, where there would have been full of bull sharks, just because Dan drove all the way there, and he's like, "Are you getting in?" And I'm like, "I don't want to bitch out now," but I didn't go. I was like, "I'm done." Yeah, like, I, it, it was hor- horrible. I think for the fishing, the fisherman out there or fisherwoman, it was akin to live baiting. 
Yeah. The, 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 if he'd have put a topside lure, yeah. yeah if he'd have Definitely. put a hook in his kid's ass <laughs> yeah. and the kid come off, he'd have probably got a shot. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. oh yeah. yeah. He's barely. Yeah. Well, that's what this bloke said. Uh, he, he was talking to us, and a lot of the fishing trawlers come in there and they throw away a lot of the stuff yeah, that they want. No. And that attracts the bull shark. Yep. It, they, they said when they fire their boats up and head out to sea, the sharks follow them. They can see from the, the chum, boat. right? It's yeah, they, they literally come out chum. and follow them because they know there'll be tucker where the boat is, mm-hmm. and and those boats come back in there, yep. and the sharks breed in there. Surprises, not more yeah. attacks. Oh, amazing! Well, that goes further on. Like I was sitting there, mum and dad went home, and I, I was just sitting there looking out, and I'm going, I wonder where like the closest shark is. This guy said, Oh yeah, it's don't you, do you ever wish that you had like not X-ray vision, but they would glow, and you would know, I and just, then you. Uh, right? I was sitting there next to Beck, and I'm just like, I wish there was someone who would invent glasses where just even for fishing purposes, you can just look right in and see where the fish are, or the sharks are, or whatever. Like that would be an awesome invention. Yeah. So. And anyway, Beck's like, she knows how much I freak out, and she's got irrational fears, but apparently my rational fear about getting torn apart by a shark is is irrational to her. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Beck's the best. Yeah. Oh my. God. Anyway, she goes, oh, I'll put your mind to ease because she's been going there for, what, 26 years or whatever. She goes, I'll Google shark attacks in Harrington to put your mind to ease. Statistically, though, <laughs> even if there's been none, there's going <laughs> to be one. Doesn't sound good. Yeah. And the first thing that pops up is you would did you drive past the lagoon there. Yes. So there was this little place, and it's a perfect place to take kids, like a lagoon. So yeah. the break wall goes past it. There's no way into this water except the, through the little rocks in the break wall. So yeah. when the tide rises and goes down, it just goes with, like, the rise of the tides. Okay. Perfect place to take your kid. Like, if you're going to take Junie for a swim, there's no waves or anything. It's just a nice little swimming hole. Yeah. That guy was talking about the guys going out, catching the bull sharks off the river and tagging them. Yep. There was a story in a newspaper at Harrington. I forget what year it happened in. I think it was recently. It was like 2015 or something. There was these guys who were found catching these bull sharks out of the river and then releasing them into the lagoon. Why would you do that? Uh, just that's, that's, that's attempted that's murder. That's like manslaughter, right? Yeah. Like, why are you laughing? <laughs> are you thinking we're, t- we're taking this too seriously? No, I was just thinking the kangaroos going up Main Street in town and how they got there. That's a whole nother oh, story. There you- <laughs> <laughs> Dad, a kangaroo is very different to oh, a shark. No, no, you got to think that. I think it's just the mannerisms of the kids doing it he's more referring to. <laughs> no, no, to. people overseas are terrified about kangaroos. They can rip your guts out. They can. No, yeah, they but can. you you had the option of just walking away. Like, if you don't know the sharks there, you can't see it. Like, Oh, yeah. No, no, that's immature and, um, yeah, irresponsible. But see, this brings me back to... Thank w- you, Dad. <laughs> I was talking about what I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you don't do that. That's 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 terrible. But I think this all stemmed. Look, my worst fear is I'm going to die in one of those ways where a person shouldn't normally die. Same. Like, hey, go swimming in that lagoon. It's okay. There's no sharks in there. But You're yeah, going to be statistic. I like, think it right? goes back to the movie. Like, yeah. remember when you used to watch Lake Placid? So the sharks yes. gnawing oh, on your no, leg. There's no there's crocodile. There's no and that old lady's yeah. just so feeding it. That's the way I'm going to go. Mm. Yeah. So that actually happens. These people pick yeah. these sharks up, put them in the How water where people they? take their kids. I think it was like one and a half meters was the biggest shark. I <laughs> just imagine Joe's getting hammered by this shark. Not a hammerhead shark, but getting hammered by the shark. <laughs> Most people are yelling out, hell, hell. George's like, damn it, I, I knew, knew it. it. <laughs> I, I knew this is how I'd go. You oh. bastard. <laughs> you said it was safe. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that, that got me looking and um, then an article popped up on my Facebook, which, you know, you talk about this sort of stuff and these articles start popping up and it was about oh, yeah. a murder mystery in Australia. So on the 17th of April, there was this aquarium owner and his name was, it was Bert Hobson and he was out fishing with his son. They would have called him Hobbo. Of course. Or Bert. <laughs> or Bert. 
him and his son were out fishing. They were fishing about three kilometres off Coogee Beach in Sydney. Oh, yeah. So real real sort of local. So while they were reeling in, they he got a bite and he started to reel in. He brought it to the surface and he realised he had a little shark on his line. He wanted. To, he was an aquarium owner, so he wanted to bring this little shark home to like everyone to come take a look at it because everyone was like fascinated with sharks. They were really into it. And then as he was reeling it into the surface, all of a sudden, a four-metre, one-ton tiger shark come up and swallowed the little shark. So this monster shark was then brought to shore, but instead of dumping it back into the water, he thought, listen, I'm going to take advantage of this. I'm going to bring this monster shark into this aquarium, and that's going to bring a shitload of more people in to have a look at it. So still alive and thrashing, he brought this shark back and dropped it into the nearby baths of his aquarium. What? So he wanted it there for the next weekend coming up, which was Anzac Day. Was there anything else in there when he dropped it in? Into the pool? No, it yeah. had it had the run of the shark. It's okay. like, like think of it as a saltwater swimming pool. Yep. Okay. So he's dropped it in there. It's by itself. It's yep. just yep. doing its thing, swimming yep. like big fish do. <laughs> Hope he put a sign up. <laughs> <laughs> do not, yeah, some dude just rocks up. Oh, I just gone for my morning <laughs> swim. What the? <laughs> There's never any sharks in the pool. <laughs> At this time, when he was reeling in the shark to put on display, the shark was kind of coined as pe- public enemy number one. Why? In Sydney. Well, since in late February and early March, three young men had been taken by sharks at the New South Wales beaches. So it was kind of like a... You'd probably remember this. <laughs> was this when? The this is 1935. Oh, sorry. No, you were kind so of an old was. man. Yeah. I just retired and I went to the coast that week. Sharks yeah. live for a very long time too, don't they? I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I wouldn't have a clue. I think they live... like They're like uh, the dinosaurs. Like They live to be... A hundred, I think. Really? Um, no, that's a good question. I should check the facts on that before you I should. spout shit. Mm. But I'm not going to right now. <laughs> so, yeah, there'd been shark attacks. Three young men had been taken in like the last few months kind of thing. They even employed bounty hunters and like shark fishermen to come in and try and stop the problem. But the crowds were like insane for it. Like they were scared. Like the same with like they're scared of sharks. But it's the thing of the time. So they're like, yeah. oh man, I want to go see this four meter Tiger shark, yep. that old birdie. <laughs> hey, do you want to do some crocheting and listen to the wireless? Yeah. Oh, I was thinking yeah. maybe we could go and check out damn shark. <laughs> so you know I- didn't sound Australian. That's my old timey voice. Okay, <laughs> so I can't help you. That's all I got. <laughs> it's how it's how, it's how yeah. I differentiate. <laughs> so all the crowds would just flock to this aquarium. It, it was off the hit record numbers coming to see this shark of his. For several days, the shark appeared to be act- very active and had a great appetite. So it was normal, just doing its thing. This was until on Anzac Day, the 25th of April, it began acting strangely. It appeared to be... Respectful. Act, yeah. <laughs> it, it appeared to act sick. Like it wasn't right. It was moving slowly and it was disorientated. It was just a minute's silence. <laughs> yeah. I don't the, know if we should joke about that. Like, <laughs> oh, no, that's yeah. what happens on Anzac well, Day. Well, yeah. for it, the Americans listening, Anzac Day is like your memorial day. Yes. Like it's a big... Yes. Australia and New Zealand. Yeah, exactly. Army Corps. Yep. And we take a, a minute to... Uh, honour them. And, That's right. And, and yep. remember. They're yeah, lest we yeah. forget. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Brilliant thing. This shark was acting off, wasn't acting right. It was like bumping into the sides of the pool and stuff like that. Then suddenly there was a great commotion in the pool and while everyone was observing what the shark was doing, it vomited. Ah. It vomited up a rat. A rat? A rat. It vomited up a bird. How did he get a rapid antigen test? They're so hard to find I these know, days. No, it was before the times, wasn't it? 1935. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and so it vomited up a bird and then last of all it spat out a human arm. Mm. Can I ask real quick, do you know what sort of bird it was? 
No, I'm not sure. I'm, like, I'm guessing like a it, seagull. Yeah, do you think it's not important at this mm. point? Okay, just real bird. quick. What I'm asking is, did they feed it a bird or was it like a seagull and it captured it itself? Like it swam up to the top of the surface before it was captured. I'm guessing before it was captured. Okay, I don't think so they, they feed it a bird. This is only like okay. several days later after it's been yep. caught. Okay. Because yeah. they, they're known to have, they eat like number plates and shit. They like, eat anything, uh, I'm pretty sure. I just sure. know people were feeding them this because then that will also tell you whether it was fed the body or it killed it before it got into the ocean, like into the water. I like where your mind goes. Thank you. <laughs> so at first it was presumed it was just another horrific shark attack like what had been going on. But after a medical examination of the arm revealed it had not been bitten off by the shark but had been removed from its body with a knife or other sharp utensil. Uh, okay, so the perpetrator's sitting standing there like, the shark's looking a bit sick. It coughs up the rat, it coughs up the bird and then it coughs up the arm and it, like, you can just imagine him like yeah. slapping himself in the forehead <laughs> like, fuck, here we go. <laughs> so... With further examination as well, it was sought to, like, they knew it wasn't through surgical procedure either. So it's kind of like a rough cut job, but they know it's not bitten off. So, like, hold the arm out, take the, what do you call it? Yeah, like the little hatchet off you go. Boop, boop, my arm now. So now the focus of the investigation has gone from shark attack to murder. All the cops have come in. So the gastric juices of a shark are highly acidic. But it's estimated that the arm could have been in the stomach of the shark for between like a week to eighteen days. Oh, so maybe some, so not necessarily someone fed it while it was in captivity. Maybe someone no. dumped a body and then the shark ate the body when it oh, was dumped in the I'll ocean. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought someone was like, "This is a good idea," and just fed it to the shark like you would to like <laughs> that James old, Bond movie. Old birdie's got a shark down there. I yeah. got a body. Put <laughs> those two me, together. You owe me a favor. <laughs> but you know the James Bond movie. The, what is it? Uh, License to Kill. Mm. They do that. They've got the shark yep. in License to Kill with Benicio Del Toro. Put the wood chipper back in the shed. we got a shark. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the arm was so well preserved that I was still able to recognise the tattoo. And this tattoo oh, was... Oh, this is underground in the yeah. 1930s. Yep. yep. So this tattoo was two boxes with their fists up mm-hmm. facing each other, like ready to fight kind of thing. So kind of a pretty unique tattoo. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It was Chuck, Chuck Liddell. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Made for walked around like, like a crab. <laughs> So after reading a report in the Sydney newspaper, so the the cops have put this out in this newspaper. They said anyone with information, here's a photo of the tattoo, come you know come forward. Yeah. Well, got the thing about tattoos, I suppose, generally speaking, is they're one of a kind, mm. aren't they? Most people. Mm-hmm. It depends how basic you are. Well, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. So, Can I so please get unless the it's infinity a tri- sign? <laughs> because I this is gonna last forever. Yeah. Has anyone seen this tribal tattoo? <laughs> Ten thousand people. Uh, you're very white, sir. <laughs> This is that's probably very triggering to a lot of people. <laughs> so after seeing this photo in the Sydney newspaper and reading about it, a man named Edwin Smith contacted police, suggesting that the arm could belong to his brother James. So James had been missing for several weeks. And because of the well-preserved state of the arm, police managed to obtain fingerprints. Really? Off the arm. It was still that preserved they, they were able to get off, fingerprints. They weren't off off the arm. Off or the off arm. The My who held his arm. <laughs> no, no, not off the arm. His actual <laughs> fingers. I was going to say his finger sleeves, Dad. I can't. My phone doesn't even recognize my fingerprint if I've been in the shower for too long. Like, so how crazy is that? that yeah. like in, a, in the stomach for a week to eighteen days, still able to yep. get fingerprints off it. That's yep. crazy. So getting the fingerprints, they confirmed that that actually did belong to James Smith, okay. or as you prefer to be called, Jim. So Jimmy Smith. Jesus, that's a that's a very. Yeah, his oh. name's Jimmy Smith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, my wife's name's Jane Doe. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. The tattoo, yeah. tattoo might have been original. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <all> <laughs> <cool>. <laughs> so let's look talk a little bit about Jim. 
So Smith was 46 years old. He was a bankrupt builder, a former bookmaker, a retired boxer, and a small-time criminal with a record of minor convictions. So he eventually drifted into the edges of the underworld and became involved in illegal gambling that ran right throughout Sydney at the time. So you could just imagine 1930 I was going to say he lost the drugs or the drug money, and that's how he ended up in there. But gambling, gambling. I think it was, yeah, it was pretty prevalent then, hey. Was it, been forever. Did Australia yeah. ever have, what do you call it, th- when you weren't allowed to have, when everyone started making moonshine prohibition? Did yeah. we ever have that? Not in Australia. No. <laughs> <laughs> the, prim- the Prime Minister was like, fuck that. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> you guys want some been, taxes or what? Like, <laughs> that would have been all out. <laughs> Further police investigations found out that Smith, his last known sighting, had been drinking with his longtime friend, a guy named Patrick Brady. So he was found. He was, last time he was seen was with him in the Cecil Hotel at Cronulla. They had returned to a cottage where Brady had been staying in the shore of Gunnamutta Bay. I don't know where Gunnamutta is. That in Sydney, Gunnamutta? I've never. Yes, heard of it. I, neither I, have I. I have seen it on a map because I always call it Guantanamo Bay. That's what, Dan- when I first started yeah. reading it. That's exactly what I thought. That's what my brain just doesn't. Yeah. It's like that doesn't yeah. sound right, Brie. <laughs> so Gunnamutta Bay. I'm guessing it's in Sydney somewhere. It'd be uh, next to Bondi or something near Cronulla, at least. <laughs> yeah. So Brady, who was also well known to the law, was an expert forger and also a World War One veteran. So he's not your number one, you know, suspect. Bad boy. Bad. Yeah, he's been known around the parts as well. So a vital part for police and the investigation was the information they got from a Cronulla cab driver. So on the morning after they had the drinks and went back to Brady's, co- uh, like his little cottage there, Brady hailed a cab from his place and caught it into Cronulla. He then asked, like he asked to go to the North Sydney where the cab was pulled up outside the middle-class businessman named Reginald Lloyd Holmes. Holmes was a seemingly respectable entrepreneur who ran a highly successful boating business, but Holmes was also known to be involved in other activities. Rich people so always are. It always like. is, isn't it? Always yeah. the way. If you're really rich but you don't seem like it's like not family money, it's all, it's yeah. either like... If, and if you're not like super, I don't know, like Elon Musky, I always feel like... Well, he's doing terrible things, but I'm always like, you're doing something crazy. It's always the front, though, like the boat building. Yeah. Here's the boat building, but you it's should, always other things. I own I put all your eggs in one basket. I own a laundry for mm. laundering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. His other activities included a lucrative smuggling ring using speedboats built in his boat shed. So he's kind of combining the two together, yep. which is good yep. on him. Smart, yeah, smart. Branching sort of. out. Yeah. So he built these, these speedboats in his boat shed. So these speedboats would go out and pick up cocaine, cigarettes, and other contraband. So you'd have these boats come past and they'd just drop them off into the water. They'd continue on and then he'd send out his speed boats and they'd collect in up. In the 30s, that's so crazy when mm. you think about it. There's no like tracking devices or anything. No. You're just going to be like, I hope it's there. No, they just run out and grab them and then bring them back in. Jim Smithy, the guy that um, they found in the shark, was part-time employee of Holmes and often drove one of these spe- speed boats during the smuggling operations. Oh, so kind of like um, with the Sopranos, it's really easy to get them on a boat if they used to go on on the boat, so you get them on there and then they're really like unaware that you're going to die. Don't know what's coming. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So it's not, they're not like fighting back or anything. Nah, nah. Holmes and Jim had a falling out over failed insurance scam. Holmes, how he made most of his money was he'd do a lot of insurance scams. He would get buy these boats and he'd burn them down and you'd get the yep. insurance money from them. Yep. So him and Jim had a falling out over one of these insurance scams and it was also speculated that Smith had begun to blackmail Holmes as well. Uh, no. Because well, Holmes was no. kind of, Holmes was, even though he had these activities going, he was sort of like a, what would you say? He's, he's sort of 
he had a good position in society, kind of thing. Yeah. Like people kind of thought he was he, respected. Yeah, he, he was, was respected. That's he, right. As soon as you, I as soon as I start to hear stories where they're like, and then the little junkie tweaker decided to blackmail his yeah. very ex, very yeah. rich yeah. like overlord boss. Like, why would you're gonna end up dead? Like the, yeah. this dude ain't paying you shit. Get, like get, you're dead. Yeah, you're starting to get your ambitions mixed up. What's with he? That's a, yeah. What's yeah. he gonna do in front of all these cronies? Gone. Better give him that fifty k. And they're all like, "Oh, I'm next." You know what I mean? Like, it, <laughs> it, what? Whose idea? So he's a parrot. Look, even if you want to be, if you want to do crime, go to school because you're going to need that. Mm. You do go to school and be a criminal, but still go to school because you'll need the the education to be. So you hear that, everybody? Stay in school. (laughs) Even if you want to be a criminal. Yeah. So he basically he's tried to use this leverage against his boss. You know, I got all this stuff on you. I can I can do all that. So eventually, the taxi ride from Brady's place where. Smith was last seen with him when he caught that taxi to Holmes' place that would automatically connect him to the sort of the murder yeah, in yeah. their investigation. But all the evidence that the police had was collected so far was um, so far against Brady and Holmes was purely circumstantial. So they had nothing hard on them. Yeah. They didn't have any hard evidence. So most of all, they kind of wanted a confession from one of them. So police arrested Brady and then took him to the police station and then also Holmes was brought in. Imagine the 1930s where you don't have DNA. Mm. You don't really have anything other than confession and fingerprints, really. That's yeah. it. No security cameras, no oh. nothing. I often think how many people got away do, with oh, how do, much. Do stuff. you know what my favourite is? Like, not turn of the century, but like serial killers who are smart and they're like, I need to worry about my fingerprints. I need to worry about not being in the area at the time. But from the transition of only having to worry about that to DNA evidence, so they thought they were sweet. And then they're like, hey, there's this new thing called DNA evidence, which is like, because at the start when DNA, like forensic science was getting blown up, like people were like, this isn't legit. Like they didn't, but they really <laughs> this didn't. Yeah, just magic. Same like with psychological profiles, which still are a bit iffy sometimes, but they were like not believing in it. So you had a bunch of serial killers going around doing it. And then all because they were doing it for maybe 14 years, over that 14 years, all of a sudden DNA became a problem. And they were like, shit. shit. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Didn't count You're that. cheating. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> I often read stuff from a hundred years ago and this bloke, you know, he had six kids with this woman. And life was grand, but one day she fell down the stairs oh, yeah. and died. And a month later, he married a sister yep. or something. Uh-huh. Yep. And you think, who was pretty? Now up. you think, looking back, you go, did she? Or uh, you know, what did they get away? I don't with? know. True, but back is wasn't it back in the day? Usually, family married family, not like incest, but like family would like if um. Josh died and George was single. He would like marry his wife because Josh had kids. Yeah, like yeah, he took over. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but like Dad, like Deadwood. Remember what's his name? Yes, we're in who was always swearing. <laughs> Said the name, didn't Our he? Yeah. But like what you were talking about, cocksucker. He would. <laughs> he would. <laughs> he had. He had the fattest pigs in the area. Oh, I didn't. He? <laughs> the guy would murder his wife. He'd yep. move to the town over, literally the town oh, yeah, over, yeah. remarry. And then try to murder that one as well. And yep. they'd catch him and he'd like... Some, but after like eight wives, right? Yeah, after eight wives, I'd yeah. finally catch him. Yeah. And it's just a town it's over. Like you could just pack up your life and move a town yeah. over. But, but they were so... Uh, they were so forgiving. Not forgiving, but they were so... Uh, thought they were honest. Like So the boy uh, could say the yeah, wife trusting. tripped over and hit her head on a rock. It's mm. like, yeah, okay. that probably happened. Okay, Tim. That yeah. probably, yeah, that yeah. probably yeah. happened. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. It's just really weird how it looks like a shovel hitter and you bought one from the hardware store yesterday. <laughs> oh, you're, a stand- on it. <laughs> you're a stand-up guy, Tim. 
All right, back to the story. So Holmes and Brady were both brought in together to be questioned about this murder. Holmes then denied that he didn't even know who Brady was. I got, I got no idea who that guy is. That's yeah. right. <laughs> we literally have several photos with you. With yeah. that, that ain't me. Yeah. So the case number who dis? The case seemed to stall until twentieth of May, when Holmes left his boat shed in a very fast speedboat and sped out into the harbour. <laughs> brum, brum. Yep, he was away. <laughs> At one point, he stopped the boat and rose before a group of spectators that had gathered to watch his chase. So all these people are just watching this speedboat come out into like Sydney. Like this is through like Circuit Key and stuff. Did is James right? Bond get him? Because this is what it sounds like is going to happen. So he literally yeah. pulls a, pulls up his boat. All right, so he's, all these people are watching. Sounds him. like Miami Vice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he goes on to utter this warning. He shouted, "Jimmy Smith is dead, and there is only one other left. If you leave me until tonight, I'll finish him." What? Dun, 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 I would dun. be like, excuse me, sir, that's very cryptic. Could you explain? But I, I, I find this very ironic that you'd say, leave this to me until tonight and I'll make sure it's like I fix it all up. Holmes then pulled out a pistol. Oh, dear. Put it to his forehead and proceeded to pull the trigger. No, what? He, he tried to commit suicide. Mm. So he this, tried to kill himself. He tried to kill himself. But this failed. Pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> The bullet only knocked him unconscious and what he fell over. What gun is he using? Like a musket? It's like no, it's one of those guns with like the, the boxing <laughs> glove comes out. <laughs> so it fails. The bullet only knocks him unconscious and he falls overboard into the water. But a rope got caught around his wrist as he fell, stopping him from drowning. The shock of the water revived him. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, please tell me a shark got him. There. <laughs> I was waiting for it so bad. I didn't want to say it in case that was yeah. the punchline. He crawled back aboard his boat and he sped off again. He's back on the move. Peace. You can't stop him. Forget that happened. So the people that were watching him, they called the the water police. I don't, what do you call like coast guard, whatever? Bruce Willis and Sarah Jessica Parker. And why the long face? <laughs> it's a reference to that movie. What's that movie called? Blue Pacific. Blue, you know the uh, one with Bruce Willis and Sarah Jessica Parker from I just the, remember the late the, uh, 80s, early 90s? The bad guys uh, theme. And he used to sing it to me and I'd go, can you not? Because that's really yeah. creepy. <laughs> that's For two reasons. It yeah. was creepy and I couldn't sing. <laughs> Out of my ears. So <laughs> Which was the worst part. <laughs> <laughs> so after his attempted suicide, he jumped back on his, his boat. He's out of there again. And for another four hours, he's been chased by authorities. Petrol. They pursued homes out past Circular Quay through the mid-morning ferry traffic right down Sydney Harbour until finally he gave up just outside the Sydney Heads. So Holmes was detained and he started the talk. So now he wants to squeal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my forehead! My So he agreed to be a witness against Brady. So now apparently he knows him. <laughs> Oh, the bullet seemed to jump yeah. the memory. Yeah. So police have now, they went on and charged um, Brady with the murder of Jim. They're like, yep, yeah, no, nah, he's done it. But at 1.20am on the 12th of June, just hours before the start of the inquest into Smith's death, Holmes' body was found slumped over the steering wheel of his car in a deserted docks of Dawes Point. So he was found killed. Did he kill himself? Not sure. They don't know. Why would you? Why would you witness... Someone kill themselves, try to attempt suicide, and then be like, "Okay, you seem in good mental standing. Off you go." Like you would be we'll like, see, "We'll see him, you on the twelfth of June." Right? Put him on a hold. Like he's up to like. Yeah. So with the death of Holmes, the Crown case against Brady for the Smiths murder collapsed. So it all just fell apart. They didn't have their witness or anything like that. 
So even though the cab driver testified that Brady had been acting clearly frightened, had kept a hand in his pocket and would not take it out and was paranoid that someone was following him. The trial was over in less than two days and the judge directed that a verdict of not guilty be reached. Brady was acquitted and walked away from court a free man. But he was like the the chill fella, yeah? Brady was the one who caught the taxi. He was the one who was drinking with Jim. Yeah. And then they went back to his cottage. And then the next morning, Brady was the one who called the cab and left and went to Holmes' uh, place. Uh, so they think they're trying to get Brady from murdering Matt. at least an accessory yeah. yes. at the very least. Yep. So after a while, more information came to light. Smith had been a police informer uh-huh. and had informed on a young man called Eddie Wayman. As a result, like Raymond, of, but Wayman, like Wayman, Wayman. <laughs> no D, Wayman, no R, it's no W. Way. <laughs> I can spell it for you if no, you want. It's okay. <laughs> As a result of the information that Smith gave to police, Wayman and one of his accomplices, accomplices, oh <laughs> so, so it was somebody with a list talking about Raymond. <laughs> it's not the list that's the issue. I don't think people with list would say Waymond. It's just he sounds very infantile. Waymond. I'm just going to call him Eddie. <laughs> so Eddie and one of his accomplices were caught red-headed and robbing the bank. Eddie. Was he related to Waymond? Waymond? Eddie Waymond. Eddie Waymond. Waymond. <laughs> Uh, was was one of the most... <laughs> this is going against the whole theme about yeah. what it should be. This guy was one of the most dangerous criminals in Sydney <laughs> in the 1930s. Wayment. Wayment. Imagine that. Are you serious? <laughs> uh, so he was one of the no- most dangerous criminals at a time in the underworld was populated by hard men and hard women who didn't hesitate to use violence to get what they wanted. He, you'd, it's like a boy called Sue, right? When your last name's Wayment. <laughs> You have to constantly prove that you're a <laughs> you're badass because people yeah, got pick right. on you, right? right? So Holmes was deeply involved in the profitable but dangerous cocaine trade and could well have been the victim of gang-style killing. As Sydney in this period was experiencing a crime wave, so there was crime just everywhere. What? When was the Depression? It's still going as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Jesus, that was dark. No, when was the Great Depression? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I'm thinking back... Oh. In America or here? here. Like, yeah. was it around the same time? Because well, crime yeah, always early, seems... Early uh, 1900s. Like, yeah, so, uh, like, yeah. economically... Especially around the wars there, it was a hell of a drain. In on, 1930s, like, yeah. economically, yeah. you're coming up to a war, you've just gone out 15 yeah. years out of a First war, people are wars. turning to crime because yeah. they need to make money. Yeah, mm. yeah. So there was open gang warfare in the streets of King's Cross in East Sydney. Battles over control of cocaine distribution... Oh, my God. How did I Distribution. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. It's got a tongue of a yak on me. <laughs> Distribution and prostitution. Darling Hurst was commonly known as Razor Hurst after the gang's most used rep weapon. Obviously yeah. a razor. Oh, that was like underbelly razor. Mm. Yeah. Or those guys in, what was that? Uh, Tommy Shelby. Yes. yes. Oh, oh in their, love. In their hats. Yeah. Well, I can't think of the name you have to say because people are listening and they're screaming it. They're uh, screaming it. They are yeah. screaming us right now. Um, um, Blind, uh, bl- piggy blinders. Yes, yes. yes. Boom. <laughs> Got it. Man, it was like playing a game of articulate or something. <laughs> Which we're not allowed to play in our family. Yeah, because it's poison. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, some people want to win more than others. Yeah, please, some just want to have fun. Please. I couldn't give a shit. Move on. That's the problem, Dad. You become an antagonist. So with all this like corruption and that, there was one unwritten rule. Never squeal to the cops. So with both Smith and Holmes, it could have been the case of cleaning up and getting rid of those who had fallen out with Sydney's leading criminals. Because that's yeah. like the worst thing you can be, hey, it's a rat. Like yeah, you can't. Yeah. 
You can't be a rat. That's it. That's why one was found in the shark guts. That's right. You get what you're given. Is yeah. it? Do you reckon? Or am well, I they started off. There was a rat. Do you think that they are that, like, what is symbolic? Maybe that, that was, yes. Do you think maybe. Like, it, no, didn't, they, it didn't go into go. that, but maybe we've got a bit of information. He yeah. knocked himself unconscious yeah. with a bullet. I don't know. There you go, but folks. Hold off the press. Symbolism. We've solved the problem. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that Patrick Brady, the guy who they thought killed him, he never got convicted or anything. He ended up dying later in Concord Hospital in 1965 at the age of 76. Wow. Oh, what day? He could be dad reincarnated. Like, hey, dad could on. be him the reincarnated. He, like the bird on a wire, the movie. No, dad like, reaching. The bird, the rat, the arm, long arm of the law. <laughs> You're like those people that come up with conspiracies on the internet because you sit and it's with so too easy. much time. It, it's it, it so really easy. is. But it was just, I thought it was interesting. It's just one of those cases where the shark wasn't the culprit. You know what yeah, I mean? Did yeah, he die? No, he was just Did the shark die? I don't know what happened to the shark. What? I don't know what happened to the shark. But it seems like it's a big part of the story. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So, but why do they call Cronulla Rugby League the shark? I don't care. Well, it could have. It's early roots back there in a grizzly murder. It was a shark. I just feel like there's too many conspiracy theories <laughs> coming from this now. Do you believe the earth is round, Dad, or flat? Uh, oh, there's nothing left after the ice wall. After you hit the ice wall, there's nothing oh, left. Yeah. <laughs> like Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's it. There's nothing there. Australia isn't even real. Yeah. We're not there. Well, that's a cool story. And, mm. and all I've from, never heard of that. But how many Neither. sharks are out there with a... Uh, a murder waiting to be solved in their guts. Could they do and it. That, that did happen not that long ago on the south coast down here with that lady that was. Was this the one where she went canoeing with her husband on a honeymoon? No, uh, no. Um, some lady that was scamming people and they didn't. Oh like yeah, 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 yeah. In, um, she was like embezzling or something. Yeah, wasn't in yeah. Sydney, and then she washed up, and they found a bit of her in a shark. Yeah, they. Yeah, they. But then you get a lot, actually, like a crazy amount of people, and it always seems to be like on their honeymoon or something, because it's very hard to prove. They'll go like the husband will go kayaking with the wife, and then he'll be like, "Oh, my wife, gosh darn, fell out of her kayak. Such a." Shane, what happened? I don't know. Let's go for a peeky peek. Looks like the shark's got a can't tell if it was murder or not. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Because yeah. by the time... Yeah. It's a very short honeymoon period, isn't yeah. it? If you yeah. drown her, like if you hold her head from the top of her head underwater and she drowns, I don't know if you can really find that much of a sign of a struggle, especially after sharks eat the body. Oh, I think but this happens be, a lot. There'd be a bit of scratching and so forth yeah. going on. Those abalone hunters, though, as well, there was like... um. Two guys that were abalone hunting and that happened. One of the guys um, killed him and then pushed him in because there's great white sharks everywhere there and he was eaten by a shark and they proved it. We'll have to look up the case. They proved it was murder. That's crazy, isn't it? That'd be one way to get rid of someone is just chuck them in there and just let nature do it. There's plenty of stuff in the sea that can like... Oh, yeah. But you'd have to be like, how good would that be if you were an abalone diver? Because it'd be so easy to kill someone and say it was the sharks. Mm. Like, what yeah. would you say here? You would push someone in front of a dump truck and be like, he fell. Like, All I know for everyone out there is sharks can't get you on land. So that's where I'll be. We'll see. <laughs> I'm going to look for a story Beck, of Beck that. made me go out. <laughs> yeah, they probably will be. Yeah. <laughs> First sharks. of all, shark grew legs and got the young man on the beach and tore him apart. <laughs> Funnily enough, I think if you, if you look back into the facts... Most sharks we don't do that. attacks happen. <laughs> I can see that. I, they, Most no, shark we attacks do. We don't are do within a foot or two of water, or maybe not a foot, but very close to the like shore. Like hip, hip height. Yeah. Because that's where most people hang out. And that's probably true too. It's like, I think I've talked about it before when there was flooding in Queensland, like really bad flooding. A bunch of golf courses near the Gold Coast have a bunch of bull sharks in yeah. their dams mm, now yeah, because yeah. they all flooded in yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. You don't know where they are. No. Just don't go into any water. It's not good for you. If it comes out your shower, you're fine. Anywhere else, don't touch it. I had this same. I think I had the conversation with your mum. I said, 
if there was just some woods, okay, mm-hmm. and you knew there was a werewolf in those woods, yeah, would you go into those woods? No. So why go into the water? Exactly. <laughs> so I'm mean, with you. I have no arguments here. Oh, you like getting wood? <laughs> anyway. Can't relate. <laughs> or can I? I don't know. Do you want to tell us your story, Dad, or do you want to go last? I don't care. What it's it? up to you. Yeah, no, I can do it. I just want, I'm trying to stress you out, but I don't mean to. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm joking about well, this been gonna be, you've been telling me about this book you've been reading, and I find it really cool, and I actually want to read it after you do, because I'm really interested in these sort of stories. Yeah, well, Brie actually gave it to me for Christmas. Well, and I was worried, because they're quite, I heard when I was reading reviews, they're quite short stories, but then I short, thought that's kind of cool, because you get got a lot of them. Yeah, because yeah, I don't read books either that much, and I, do, I can't. I but, I, but I like that. I like the yeah, short yeah. stories that yeah. keep you going. And yep. then you can always, I don't mean to shit on another podcast because like <laughs> this is a very, very, very popular podcast, but My Favourite Murder, have you ever heard of it? No. no. It's two um, one, two comedians and they sit, it's from LA and they talk about each episode, they bring their, like a murder to the episode and they talk about it. But I'm like, if I'm listening to it, I want every single detail. And they yeah. just kind of talk uh, about yeah. it vaguely. So yeah. I I would be stopping so much reading that book to research as much yeah. as I can. Yeah, like, yeah, no, but it holds my attention because that's good. <laughs> small yeah. attention. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the exact same as you. It's the yeah. shorter, the better. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I disagree <laughs> wholeheartedly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason I thought of this, and, and it's because you only just called me in here on uh, last-minute notice, and when I listened to the last podcast and you were talking about the wolves uh, rarely attack or, or don't I said don't in modern history, I feel... Yeah, I, yeah. Yes. Should you tell about who wrote it? Yes, or definitely. Yeah, 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 you yeah. should. Well, it's called Cowboys, Mountain Men and Grizzly Bears. So it's 50 stories of um, the Wild West. Who's if the like author? Different. Uh, he's Matthew P. Mayo. And obviously he had a life of loving that Wild West and wrote, you know, did a lot of work collecting the stories and yeah. proving them. and He um, was probably that person at the party who always told these kinds of stories and someone was like, you should write a book, man. Like just done. You should just write a You seem yeah. to know a lot about well, these listen, stories. Well, I, listen, I rarely read a book. I, I reckon I've read a handful of books in my life. I don't reckon I that's lose, true. I, oh, you're not, you're not counting like those girly books. No, that's magazine. <laughs> I'm talking about like you've read the Ned Kelly book. There's like not much reading in there, There's books you've read. Yeah, a couple, but not many. I don't. I start a lot, but I just lose interest. But this was good because you, you can go to bed at night, grab the book, and it only take you ten minutes to read one of these fifty stories. Okay, you know, and then you could put it down. You go sleep, whatever. But on the back of the wolves, and it, and I just read it when I heard it on your podcast. And I went, oh, okay. So that struck me as being pertinent, yep. you know. And I'll read it. And yeah. I'm not the best reader, but you'll get the general idea. So we're talking about nineteen, uh, sorry, eighteen eighty eight. I reckon this is the best year period. 1888, there was a lot going on, yeah, wasn't It was there? the turn of the revolution. Yeah, kind of. century? Yeah. <laughs> it was too, but nearly. But, you know, you're at the back end of all the wild stuff mm. going on. But still there was a lot. It's like the last frontier. It, th- that was still happening. And, and people were moving out from the from the coast and going inland and really starting... Everything was all new, kind of still. And new like and Exploring and adventuring. And like coming from the east and moving towards the west, like California and that? And well, yeah, outside in, I guess you'd say, and that'd be pretty fair. But they did it tough. And, and, and imagine travelling the distances they did to get there and trying to take their own... To start a new beginning. 
what are you starting with? And they know? didn't know where what they were going oh, towards no, either. No Dad says he doesn't read books or indulge in books. You read the Indifferent Stars Above, the one about the trail, the Oregon Trail, when they were coming. You know, the cannibalism, the Donner Party. Oh, the Donner Party. Dad, yeah, Dad yeah, read that one. To so be fair, same time. It was audible, but it doesn't it. matter. It was it's audible. The same thing. I sat in the track going running around. So it's, it's sort of the same sort of thing, though, isn't it? Yeah. They're going across the. Yes. Was this the same time, roughly? When was when was that? Might have been a bit earlier, I think. The Donner Party. Um, but anyhow, same vibe, exactly the same vibe as I get going from a weather point of view. And oh, we're on the cusp. Well, what it was one of the worst years they had. Oh, so, okay. so right, and this explains. I suppose animals are generally uh, you can predict them, but you can't predict like hunger and yeah. that kind of thing changes every the like. Whole there's game. like a, what is it called the the variables that Absolutely. will. So we're in about it's it's exactly uh, the March 7, 1888 in New Rockford, it's 10 days North before Dakota. My birthday. Well, there you go. Oh, North and Dakota. just a little point: that Donner Party was in eighteen forty-six. Yeah, I thought it was a bit okay. earlier. So it's about forty years earlier. Yeah, still so, wild. So, fuck yeah, so, yeah. So if you want to know the difference, then the Donner Party was about the the journey to get there. Yeah. This is the this is the journey after they're there and building set up. society. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Uh, it, it, it can't, I'll read it as it as it stands, and it says, uh, "We'll be out there as long as it takes." Fran Olson told his son Peter, when the boy asked how long they had to work on the haystack, his mother Kelly understood. So he do we? We're being there. He was well into his Christmas present of Cooper's leather stocking saga and did not want to put it down. No idea what that is. It's a book, I'd say. It's from the way it's written. It sounds Co- like a book. Cooper's is a drink. Yeah, that's, that's what, what I, that's, a, that's I, what I thought about. <laughs> the kids, <laughs> young kids, yeah, the young kids. And I don't, I, I don't blame him for not wanting to put it there. Yeah. If it was Josh, he'd be going, "There's lightning." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I said his old man was Fran, but he's actually Franz. Franz, 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 Franz laid a big calloused hand on his son's shoulder and said, "We'll be quick about it. Your mother's stew is smelling good to me." He winked at the boy and pulled on his mittens. Callie, the mum, helped them wrap and tie their scarves and kiss them each on the forehead. The wind had picked up during the night and with, with it the snow, but she could still see the barn through the little window beside the door. Franz joked that it was the stock window from which he could keep an eye on his empire, which in present consisted of half a dozen cows, several dozen chickens, a horse, a mule and six rabbits. So you would say he's not really like a, he's just... Farm, like what do you call it, like farming to survive sort of thing? Well, they've just living off the land. Yeah, yeah, they've got there and they've set up, haven't they? Yeah. You know, I don't know how much land they've had, but they've they've built their hut and got a bit of a rough and you haystack. Th- and you think, man, that's probably not much, but back in those days, that's probably everything. Like that's probably a lot that's of. All oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, Josh would be frothing over that. Setup. Oh, wouldn't he? The chickens, yeah, and the rabbits, yeah. <laughs> Not so much of the cows. He never liked milk on them bastards. Okay, so she watched the shapes of her husband and son, each so similar to the other. They worked with the shovels, Franz with the old wooden scoop and Peter with the newest steel scoop, carving out the path that once again had plugged tight with drifted snow. Franz stuck the shotgun butt first into the snow. He laughed and told Peter it was for the Mohicans. So the kid didn't it's want rough. to be, Yeah, well, that's yeah. how it was, though. You know, you yeah. just... I mean, you read... So what do they do when they're clearing snow or sh- shifting yeah, hay or something? Try, well, they've gone out to work on the haystack, it said, but I don't know why you'd... Yeah. 
They're probably making tar. the path. The snow's there, and they're trying to keep the path out of the can, house. Can you can't work hay in winter though? Can you, Dad? You make hay for a living in the snow. Well, you There's make no hay, hay in summer, snow. but it's yeah. there for the winter. You got to feed it back out to your stock. Oh, so that's what they're doing. I don't know why, but I was thinking they were making like a big haystack. What the not so making off. it? No, no, probably I don't know. <laughs> probably keeping it clear and uh, not snowed under, oh, so okay. that they could still Access feed their animals. Access yeah. kids for the animals. <laughs> The baby's wail pulled Callie back from the window. She held the crying baby against her shoulder with one arm and worked the wooden spoon through the thick stew with the other. That baby being bad. Yeah, <laughs> the wooden spoon. <laughs> if a baby dies in this, I'm not going to be happy. Yeah. Then walked back to the window with Delia, the bubba, to see, to see how the men were progressing. She had to breathe hard on the frosted glass to see out, but it looked like someone was around the haystack with them. She scratched at the ice and finally could see out again. But what she saw couldn't be real. For seconds she watched as dark forms, like large dogs, hurtled from out of the snow-filled air at the upright forms of her husband and son. Oh, They were surrounded by a pack of wolves. Oh, God. Kelly screamed as the dark shapes wavered like ghostly forms through the ice glass. She set the screaming baby in the cradle and rushed back to the window. She could hear the wolves and something more, the screams of her son. Mm-mm. His voice high-pitched and her husband's too. Wordless shouts amidst the terrible barking and growling and howling. She saw friends trying desperately to help their son up onto the low mound of snow that was the haystack. But a large black wolf flew through the air and seized the boy's leg just above the boot. It hung there while Peter screamed, his head thrown back. He lost his grip on the stack and was dragged to the snow, crumpling among the savage beasts. So it's, you know. Oh, my God. Dad, what are you doing? Hey, mate, there goes the vibe. Just the facts, man. Just the facts. <laughs> Holy wolves shit. don't attack, you know. I didn't say wolves. Eight or He's ten. He's sitting on the haystack. <laughs> wolves don't attack. This is real. <laughs> Eight or ten wolves lunged at the boy. She saw his arms clawing upward and his wool hat flew out beyond the circle of lunging beasts. Franz dove at them even while two silver and black wolves hung off his back. One of them dragged its way upward towards his head. There must have been a dozen close in with that many more circling beyond. So Kelly's the wife. Yeah. Yep, yep. Kelly grabbed... What's she doing? She grabbed a big carving knife and whipped Fuck open yeah, the... Oh, Kelly. yeah, get him, Kelly. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Her husband and son were in the midst of a roiling mass of hair and gnashing teeth. The wolves were gaunt, looking and desperate in their yeah. attack. Mm. I feel... The, sorry, I feel yeah. like if you fuck enough up, though... A wolf's kind of like that. Like, if you start... If they notice... Like, you don't have to kill all of them. You just have to, like become too much of a nuisance for a lot of them and then they kind of call it off. Yeah, but it's it's kind of like there's... Super desperate. There's a couple of dozen of them. Yeah. And, you know, anyhow, and they're hungry. That's the point. Yeah, the end, yeah. Right? So they don't care that you... Oh, we're on top of the food chain. They don't yeah, care. Yeah, no. Uh, and, and they were hurling themselves without care at the two men. Peter and Franz screamed and flailed their arms. She rushed out beyond the sheltered entryway, screaming at the wolves. Some of the animals noticed her. And at the same time, she saw Franz's shotgun still upright as if at attention in the drift by the edge of the haystack. She should rush for the gun, but it was hundreds of feet away and and there were dozens of wolves between her and the gun. And the shells for the gun would be in her husband's coat pocket. Throw him the gun. So that's the point. You know, when do you... 
Well, mean, you got to assess all this, don't you, real quick. Yeah, real quick. And then it's like you only get two shots, even if it's loaded, that's yeah. bam, bam, it then might, what? might scare them, yeah. but the chances of getting there were slim. Uh, she got a bub back in the Because if the something heart. happens to her, then the baby's dead. Yeah, there's yeah. so many different scenarios running through your mind in yeah. quick succession. There's no. Uh, yeah. I, I do kind of feel like at that point, like if that's your kid, something else happens to you. Like you just... Yeah, almost like, a kid but, out there but not there. not necessarily in a good way though. Nah. Do you know what I mean? Like sometimes you can just go and throw yourself on a wolf's back when you've got a gun right there because it's your basic instinct is to be like, I need to stop this now. Yeah, yeah. You can just imagine a, bit, a brain a bit like a really scrambled egg. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't really like the idea of it. Franz and Peter had both stopped moving, and still the wolves attacked them. Their slashing and gnashing teeth now drip blood. She whimpered and screamed. Unbiden rushed from her throat. Half of the mangy creatures turned to stare at her, even when while several others fought among themselves, drawing their own blood and whimpering. At least one wolf lay near death. Oh, because the other wolves were attacking it. Well, it was just a, it was a mash up of yeah, yeah, and, and they'd probably bite each other while they're trying to bite. Oh, yeah, the time to go back inside. It, if that's it the was case, full yeah. On, yeah. Several padded towards her, slavering tongues out, red blood stringing from their panting mouths. Callie back towards the house. The wolves would be soon upon her, and then where would Lyle be? So, you know, that's running through her mind. She looked behind her. She had left the door open. Mm. My God, they could get in. The closer Callie drew to the house, the faster other wolves Yes. Some pulling away from the roiling mass padded towards her. Do you run because then they run or do you well, just keep going yeah, slow, hoping yeah. they'll go slow? She glanced behind her once to see how close she was to the door. When she whipped her head back around, it seemed the pack had doubled in size. It bore down on her faster than ever. They were within 20 feet and moving fast, silently their chests heaving with exertion, their snouts and chest fur covered in gore. She threw herself backward towards the kitchen door, stumbling into the room just as one large male, his slashing mouth blowing spittle, slipped in the doorway with her. Mm -mm. She kicked and pushed at the door and caught the beast's snout hard enough that one of its curved incisors snapped off and spun under the stove. So they're like very malnourished. Oh, they were pushing, yeah, yeah. yeah. As she pushed against the wooden door, hearing it crack, other heads poked in. Just like a, it's, it's just like a movie. That's like what I'm thinking. Set up, yeah, but, you know, this is a true. You know, the snout yeah. comes through, and she's trying to jam the yep, door on the yep, snout, yep. and 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 clawed and scratched at the door at, at the woods, scrabbling for entry. Callie hacked with the carving knife, bringing her arm up and down as fast as she could, severing the the twitching black nose of one hellhound and hacking great hunks out of at least two paws. Another snout she cleft deeply. The howls of rage and pain was. Small solace as she slammed shut the door and slid the wooden safety bar across. But what if Franz or Peter tried to get in? She dropped the bloody knife and ran to the window. Behind her, the baby screamed in the cradle. It, it's just, it's just, yeah, your brain, you wouldn't be thinking really. You'd be and they would be hanging, those wolves would be hanging out there for ages, especially with the screaming baby. They'd be like, we can wait. Well, it's interesting you say that and we'll get to that. Sorry. No, no, it's all good. <laughs> it's just good insight. Yeah. She scratched at the scrim of ice on the glass pane and saw that her husband and son never would make it to the door. In fact, they hadn't moved from where the wolves had torn them away from the haystack. What was left of them lay prone on the ground before it, their clothes torn away, 
the snow, now a smear of bright red. Through the jumping, whining and howling pack of dogs she saw raw flesh. The wolves snapped and snarled at each other, coming away with hunks of meat. Closer to the house, a large wolf twisted on the ground like a cut snake pouring at its face, blood gushing from its snout. So that's, oh, that's the one she got. Yep. Welcome to my house. Yeah. At the scent of their fellow's blood, wolves lunged and attacked the wounded. They, would, they were desperate, well, hey? Dude, if, wolves, if this is a true story that it says it is... How desperate is wolves when they turn on their own pack? Like, yeah. that's yeah. Yeah. wolves are a very family orientated pack. They even put like the oldest wolves in the front. Yeah. So the w- old wolves set the pace. Then they put the young ones in the middle. Then they put the alphas and stuff in the back. Yeah. That's how the, much they care about their own group. Yeah. So like, but it's like, interesting. We started off talking about the Donner Party, and they were family, and they ate each other. In the end, but did, did they, they survival? Yeah. But did the Donners murder each other? I don't know. I think they would die. Oh, they, there they was a couple of them. They, that they were like, yep. he nearly done. <laughs> I'm hungry. He on the out. Yeah. That's a good He won't live. We might hey, as well gran- help him. Hey, granddad, you going to keep that die? <laughs> <laughs> I got dibs on the finger. <laughs> Within seconds, they had it down, devouring it as they had her husband and son. So they were just, they were just starving and they were just Ravenous. Ravenous. There must have been two dozen wolves. Within half an hour after the attack began, they slinked away, their fur stained red as if they wore masks of blood. They left behind nothing but slick, picked, clean bones poking up at odd angles from the reddened, trampled snow. Much of the bodies had been carried off piece by piece until what remained was a jutting tangle of fleshless bones. Kelly finally finally screamed full and long, feeling the madness of this gruesome scene. Her screams frightened little Delia into an even greater frenzy, and the woeful sounds attracted the wolves back oh, to the house. Oh it's just what you said a while ago, too. You gotta, Why are you got to be like yeah. that? <laughs> she heard them scratching at the wall, snuffling around the, he- the door. Do they only have one gun? Yeah, it's, it's outside snow. in the snow. Yeah, so they only have the one gun, though. Yep, yep. Mm. Callie moved to the bed, knife in hand once again, and trembled, huddling and rocking her baby in the cradle. Do you know what she should have been doing? Boiling water. Dog soldier style. <laughs> the night was, Spoon style. <laughs> the night was long, cold and dark. She didn't dare move. So that's the story. And at the end of every one of these stories, they give a little um, couple of paragraphs on the, on the facts to, yeah. to prove it. So it goes on to say, The winter of 1888 was particularly brutal on the northern plains. On Thursday, January 12th, 1888, a cold front swept from the northwest across the Dakota and Nebraska prairie. By the next morning, more than 500 people caught unaware lay dead, 100 of them children. Another result of the harsh conditions was a widespread starvation among wild animals, including wolves. Although many wildlife biologists maintain that there have been few documented cases of healthy wolves attacking humans Thank you. in North America. Yeah. Thank you. The anecdotal history suggests otherwise. A brief article is the March 8, 1888 edition of the St. Paul Daily Globe reported the Olsen's sad tale. Extreme hunger, the result of a series of hard winters in the plain, is the most logical explanation for the Olsen attack. Neighbours found Mrs Olsen and her daughter alive the morning oh, following the attack. Within days, 
she and her daughter had moved away. They were never heard of again. Good. That's a good thing, right? I guess, you know, they moved away and moved into history and, you know, didn't come become celebrities like today and, and just got on with their that's life. That's rough, but bro. Tough story. But that's that's life. That's, you know, they was, those animals were starving and I think anything, it's like the old uh, joke about, you mightn't like biscuits, but when you're starving, damn, that's a fine cracker. Yeah, you know, I love it. Water know. tastes good when you're thirsty, yeah, doesn't it? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was just, and I only read that. That's just one of the fifty stories there, and it's real. I don't doubt it. Like they got the well, if the, they have the article, they're yeah, quoting an yeah. article, and you'd have to think it. Good enough for me. <laughs> good enough for me. Do you know what I love though? I love that. George's story of the shark attack leads into your story of survival from an animal attack, and then mine is about surviving in the wilderness. There you go. Bum, bum, bum. So I know your love a quizzy quiz. Uh-huh. Oh, just one thing. Oh, that yeah. I liked how that um, – I, I liked George's story last week. It was in France about the uh, – The Beast of Gévaudan. Yeah, and it turned out – and it seemed logical that it was the hyena. Yeah, hyena. And we even pa- uh, posted on our page the – Statue, did we? No, I tagged you in that. Like, look at this bitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that makes sense. Like, you can say they're mystical, unbelievable beasts or something, but it can be simple. That's what we, yeah. And logical. It's kind of like a UFO, right? Like, it's unidentified until it is. It doesn't necessarily yeah. mean it's a mystical yeah. thing. But still bloody scary yeah. if you're living in the area. And but, mate, if there was like a hyena attacking shit, say, on the farm, yeah. if I'd never seen a David Attenborough documentary, I'd be like, the fuck is that? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. why back yep. in the day. If you're a, a farmer whose job is to farm and you've never been educated in anything other than farming, why would you know anything else? And people didn't sure. have zoos back then. They didn't like, like there was, they didn't have the internet. They didn't no know what animals looked zoos. like. They're trying yeah. to survive. Like no one got time to go to the zoo. No, that's right. Day to day was hard enough. Yeah, but it was more rich people that were bringing home like ex- exhibits to, every, to show their friends. I yeah. say it every episode. Fucking rich people. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. did this because it's kind of. Um, masochistic I guess but I really like Quiz and Josh because I feel like he gets real stressed he does <laughs> he really does he takes it so seriously like yeah. he is he puts himself in the survival situation he's like I'm gonna die if I don't answer this correctly well he's trying to do the right thing no it's good but it makes no he, do, he I think he can't help it yeah it's almost like he's like fuck oh, I'm gonna die if I don't get this right and then he's trying to retain the information in case he ever gets lost in the wild I see it in his eyes <laughs> It's so like the zombie attack when he said spear and you're like, oh, no, that'd get stuck. And he's like, damn it. I knew yeah, it would. Yeah, exactly. Josh is just, just like, I'm dead. I, I knew it. You idiot. Like, hits himself in the head. He's like, his own worst enemy. Exactly, yeah. So I'm pitting father against son. Who's going to survive? The old George. bull versus the young cat. <laughs> She's had the old bull and now she wants the young cat. Shut the fuck up. i got less to live for, so he'll probably win it. So this is just a general wilderness situation. Like it, it's more like, say you're lost in the woods, right? Lost in the bush. Kind of like, say it's like, you know, it's winter in Australia. So it can, it can get quite cold. So we're still 30 we? degrees. Are we in Queensland? <laughs> or? We're, we're, we're at Turon Gates and we're lost. Oh, yeah. So you can get a bit of snow and minus temperatures. and. Yes. So question number one, whoever wins, there will be a prize. Woo-hoo! It's called respect from your audience. Okay. What's the biggest priority when lost outdoors? They're multiple choice, so wait for it. A, find water. B, find shelter. C, light a fire. Or D, find food. I'm going to go with dad first. Oh, well, I would have thought water's pretty important. Uh, but shelter when it's cold, I guess. So, so you're going B, shelter? Um, yes. George? I would have said shelter or water as well. So Which I'll go water. I'll go water. 
because he went shelter. I only went shelter because B suggested it. I'm Bree. suggested it. <laughs> we do this <laughs> hey, forever listen, in our I family. I've got a daughter and mm. two daughter-in-laws and it's B, Bree and Beck. And it, I guess, yeah. If it's in winter, shelter would be the... You'd think so, but you went to. with water, yeah. George, right? Yeah, well, I want to go different to him because there's yeah. no well, point probably freezing. in no, you can No, dude, you want to win this shit. What do you want to do? I'll go shelter then. I'm I'll going go shelter, shelter because be if it's one. that bloody cold, you could probably melt down snow and drink it or mm. eat it even. Yeah. But, uh, you don't eat snow. No, you won't get thirsty if you're frozen to death. That's exactly right. So I'm going shelter. Our immediate survival priorities are shelter, then water, then fire, then food. The order is dictated by the high five. (laughs) (laughs) The order is dictated by the environment and common sense. Think about what is going to kill you first, Mm -hmm. like you just discussed, and that's where you start. Always being mindful of the next priority. Example: You might have a first aid injury that will kill you quicker than hypothermia. Therefore, that is the priority before fire or shelter. But also, don't ever eat snow. You have to melt it first. If you eat snow... It's got bacteria and stuff in it, doesn't it? No, that's not the problem. The issue is... um, Don't ever eat yellow snow. The issue (laughs) is I think when you eat snow, it's either hypothermia or dehydration. I think it's dehydration because your body works so hard because it, it, um, it cools your core down so much that your body works so hard to bring your core temperature back up that you suffer from... You end up suffering from dehydration. Yeah, right. Because your body... Yeah, you use so much energy trying to keep yourself warm from drinking... Like from eating that snow. Yeah, so, number two, what's the best method? How do I stroke taste? <laughs> <laughs> two, what's the best method to find water if you're lost? A, make a divining rod from a forked stick, walk with the stick and dig when the tip dips. B, kill some game and drink the blood. C, gather plants, squeeze the juice and drink it. Or D, explore downhill. Explore downhill. Yeah, I reckon that's right. The others all seem like risky or hard work. <laughs> Really, though, they do. Gravity causes water to run downhill and congregate in pools at the lowest point. Look for a green belt, which is an increase in vegetation in valleys and ravines. This usually signifies the water is either above the ground or very close to the surface. Hope I get lost with you, George. We're We're doing all right, aren't we? I was close to animal blood. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds fun. (laughs) Number three, what's the main key to building an effective emergency shelter? A, make it only from dead plant material. B, make it only large enough for you to just squeeze inside. C, put it in a field where it can be warmed by the sun. Or D, place it near the bank of a flowing river. I'd go with the one where you just fit in it. Yeah, B, small enough to fit in it. That'll keep the heat in, uh, less effort to make it. Mm -hmm. Uh, You don't get flooded. Smaller shelters take less time and calories to build and are more effective due to less dead air space. With a well-insulated shelter, our body heat will stay inside warming up the dead air space around us, Jeez. just like our clothes do, as well as keeping out the elements. So I feel like getting lost on purpose. You're three <laughs> percent. Dad, don't do that. Please, it'll cost the country millions to find your dumbass. I only brought beer. <laughs> Remember, guys, we're looking for a super small shelter. <laughs> Number four, if lost for a long time, what's the most crucial factor in keeping yourself alive? A, conserving energy and sleeping as much as possible. B, finding plants and animals to eat. C, keep moving to find your way out. Or D, keeping clean and hygienic to stay healthy. I'd say D. I'm going to go B. What was B, Dad? you got to eat. Was that the one with the animals and plants? plants? Yep. Geez, we're different. you got to eat. You're both incorrect. 
Wow. The average person will burn approximately 2,000 calories per day just by doing the simplest life-preserving task. Why am I so fat? Such as breathing and standing. Yeah, but if you, if you catch, that's where you want to catch food. And yeah. This, plants to this increase back. with tasks like chopping wood, building a shelter, hiking, etc. Needless to say, replacing these lost calories is extremely difficult. Best practice is to avoid wasting calories by limiting physical exertion to only life-preserving and calorie-producing tasks such as making a fire, foraging, or trapping. So even if you yeah, you just sit there you and You just wait nothing. to die. Yeah, well, just wait yeah. to die. it takes time to die from starvation, so you've got some time to do that. You know what I mean? So it's like conserve until they come and get you, I you guess. you just got to wait till a rabbit runs past you and then grab it. <laughs> wait, how many calories is that going to be? <laughs> Pretty much. I'm Counting like, calories in there. If Dan's yeah, okay. like, can you help me with this? I'll be like, what if I get lost in the next hour? I need to conserve. I'm going to keep those well, calories. Well, I do get it like why you don't want to go looking for your way out because you'll probably get further away yes. in trouble. Especially if you don't know where you're going. That's right. So And people are going to start looking where you would last yeah. work. Like. If they care about you. Oh, <laughs> shit. So we should start looking for a place. <laughs> 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 because they don't Num- give a shit. <laughs> Number five. Who will pick on mum without you, Dad? <laughs> None of us have the guts. <laughs> Number five. What is the most important food source for survival? A, protein. B, carbs, C, fats, or D, dairy. I know what you want to choose, Dad. I know what's in your blood to choose dairy. <laughs> I would have I said know, protein. How do you find a cow out there? Protein or fats? I'm going to go fats. I don't know, yeah. I'm going to go fats. I'll go protein. I'll go against you. I'm going to go fats. I would have think. Mm, yeah. yeah. One of you Please got it right. Fats, Please it's be fats. fats. I hate you so much. <laughs> Protein's too obvious. Fats are hard to come by in a survival situation and extremely valuable as they serve as energy stores for the body. One gram of fat contains nine calories, whereas protein and carbs only contain four calories per gram. With the increased caloric burn of chopping wood, building shelter, hiking, etc., fat is the ideal food source to keep us mentally and physically energised. So if you get lost with a pocket full of Viagra in your chair and... Why? What's Viagra? Because you've got heaps of fat. <laughs> you both are fucking. The fact that you got that joke, Jordan, the fact that you made it, Dad. Fucking hell. Yeah, just saying. What? No, you can't. Dad. Move on. Dad, yeah, you can't. Next say, question. You can't say just saying after anything you say and just expect society to accept it. All right. We've been over this. Move on. Six. How long can you survive without food? A. 10 days. B. Seven days. C. 21 days. Or D. 14 days. 21. I'm going 21, yeah. I had heard it before. Three days without water, three weeks without food. Exactly. You're both right. Boom. The average person can survive a month or longer without food. There are reports of people surviving over 70 days without food. Keep in mind that after about three days of not eating, your body's glyco- glycogen? Your body's glycogen. That's and like sugar and stuff. Yeah. Isn't it? Glucose or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Available energy stores. So it's just your available energy yeah. stores. Depletes and you will start to feel side effects like exhaustion, dizziness, weakness, mood changes, and depression. These symptoms will increase in severity the longer you starve. Did you say someone survived without food for 70 days? Yes. How the hell? Well, would it be fair to say that if you're a large person, you'll survive longer? That was my next question. Why are you looking at me when you said that? Because you're the one answering the questions. Not because you're fat. (laughs) 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 These are 
to my boss at work the other day. Yeah, same thing. He said something completely underrated. And I said, did you just call me fat? Like out of nowhere. And he was like, huh? What? Oh, what? I, I didn't, oh, what are you talking about? I'm like, I'm just fucking with you. Because yeah. oh, thank God. But that is a valid question. If you're a bigger person, would you survive longer? Because yes. of your not fat stores yes. and stuff like that. You think if you were going to do what you said earlier and just sit mm-hmm. there and do nothing. The fat person's going to last longer yes. than the skinny person. So have you heard of like um, TV shows like Naked and Afraid or Alone? Yep. yep. Uh, you'll see a lot when they do like the B-roll of like people before they go out into the wilderness. A lot of them are sitting in ice waters, like ice water to get used to the cold and also eating sticks of butter for uh, that fat because uh, that's what right they need to survive okay. while really? they're out there. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty normal. All right, so Dad, you're still winning by one. Yeah, no, it's scary. Yeah, don't get too confident. That's why I've lived so long. You're like twice George's age, so. <laughs> Wait, are you more than twice George's age? Oh, we no. Yeah, I reckon so. Yeah. I'm 29. You are? Yeah. No, I'm not more no, than No, you're twice. not. Oh, you're getting there. Close. Yeah, I'm only 38. <laughs> Hard life, isn't it? <laughs> Seven. Out 37 then. Wait, how many questions are there first? I'll know how... Okay. Got <laughs> the, the competitiveness is coming out. <laughs> Whose turn is it to answer first? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We're Don't answering. copy yeah. him. Just no, no, that's why I was trying to make it seem... Maybe legit. George just got... I'm shutting up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to whisper him. <laughs> <laughs> you lean over and whisper it in my ear. B. You pass me a note across the table. <laughs> Seven. Out of all these objects, what's the best tool for signalling for help? A. Whistle. B, mirror, C, yelling for help, or D, flashlight? I'm I'd going say mirror. flashlight. George's going flashlight. Oh, yeah, that'd be good of a night. What's the answers? I'll still go with the mirror because that goes a long you're way. You're such a, like, you're so obsessed with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just to shave your head. And George's going with the flashlight. Yeah. I said flashlight, not flashlight. Oh, oh change it. <laughs> no, was that one? <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, uh, He's probably right, though. Overnight, it would be good if they're looking for you overnight. Mirrors day, can though. be seen by aircraft. Yeah. Yeah. And from a ways away. <laughs> did you give him this damn quiz before the start? <laughs> no. Who picks a mirror? Well, mirror, you can signal to um, people searching overhead, people searching from far away. If you're yelling, you can't really hear it. Flashlights can only be used Okay, at okay, night. okay. Uh, stop in the silk. answers there, did it say you can signal an airplane? With a mirror. How can you signal on the airplane when the airplane is above you and the cockpit's above you and the airplane's facing up? Because you use the sun off the mirror and it makes that shiny thing. Yeah, so but you're on the ground. Yeah, what's your yeah, point? Yeah. They're looking at the ground. No. They can where see do you think... You why haven't do you, been in the plane. No. Jordan, why you do you, you think... They, miles. Why do you think they send aircraft out to search for people? I can't... I can only see the horizon. Right, like, on. they're looking down. Hang on, hang on. I've got the dictionary. I'm looking up. Yep, there it is there. Sore loser. says Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> There's still a, you, a bit of question. Look yeah, shut yeah. up. Well, technically, Jordan, you have to get these two right to tie. I can do a, a tiebreaker. Okay. I don't get how flashlight. I can't see a flashlight, but I can't see a mirror. Can you see a flashlight during the day? Yes, you can. <laughs> you literally can. <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah. You got a good torch? That's <laughs> Hey? You're so dirty. Put it this way. A mirror will shine almost as far as you can see through the day. But a, sh- a flashlight, you wouldn't see it of a day. You sound like you're trying to... No, no, I'm <laughs> trying to, I'm trying <laughs> to edge you're in You're scientific now, are you? And if you think about, yeah, your flashlight would be good of a night when the mirror isn't. But yeah, how, how does you, that go? Yeah, but well, what if they're searching at night? There. But they don't. But they, don't, they always they don't call it off at dark. And then go home, have a sleep, come back looking for you in the morning. That's a bad SAR like, team. Fuck it. 
I've got a full battery here and nobody wants to look at it. <laughs> Number eight. Just come back, Jordan. Instead of being like instead of being bitch. salty about it. That's not what I was going to say. <laughs> instead of being salty, we can come back from this. Number eight. Yeah, if no. you were looking for insects to eat, which ones would you most want to avoid? A, ones that can sting or bite you. B, flying ones. C, <laughs> brightly coloured ones. Or D, six-legged ones. Oh, this is crazy. Brightly coloured. It's multiple choice. Brightly coloured. Avoid brightly Avoid So the this is what we're avoiding. Ones. Yes, so you, these are the ones you don't want to eat. So just go through them again, please. A, ones that can sting or bite you. B, flying ones. C, brightly coloured ones. Or D, six-legged ones. That's a I only go with the A. You can, you can go with anything there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, a seems so obvious. First, I think the first two are the good ones, but I'm going to go with What on. are you all going with? The A. I'll go bright. George catching up. Oh, why? Okay, explain. Why. Oh, here we go. Now I want to learn. In well, all, although most insects are edible, a good rule of thumb is to steer clear of brightly coloured ones as well as those that are hairy or pungent. So it's like most things with nature. I'm guessing this was George's um, thought process. Anything bright, it's like it, uh, no. But us as humans, yeah. we've evolved to be like, oh, we see colour. That's bright, yucky. Like mm. you know what I mean. It says um, six-legged six-legged insects are going to be your best bet. So most six-legged insects are pretty good to eat. Yeah. Anything hairy, brightly coloured, or smelly, you don't want to eat that. You can eat things like scorpions. I mean, you have seen Scorpion King. The Rock did it. What if the six-legged one's bright coloured? <laughs> then don't. <laughs> See the Scorpion I'm King. I'm confused. <laughs> he does. We're a factual show. The Scorpion King done it. <laughs> It's a joke. Yeah. It's a joke. Yeah, it's always a joke, a joke after it happens. It is a joke. Okay. Do you, fuck you, Jordan. <laughs> you got Who's two, salty now? You've got, you've got two more questions left. I thought there was only one uh, yeah, more. Yeah, I thought there was one. Well, I got it wrong. I'm not very good at math. Even when, even when the number's 10. Okay, so number nine. What is often an indicator that there is water nearby? A, lush vegetation and insects. B, fertile soil. C, dead animals. Or D, sand. I go with A. What was A and B? It's either A and B. A is lush vegetation and insects. Yeah. B is fertile soil. C, dead animals. Yeah, I'll go D, A. It would be A. Well, you get it. Unless it's not, then it wouldn't be A. <laughs> <laughs> That's the real thing. It's fer- yeah, fertile yeah, soil. Doesn't yeah. always Ample plant life, insects, yeah. bird flight paths, and animal tracks can all point toward water sources. So, A, lush vegetation and insects. Yeah. So, George, you have to get this right to and Dad has to get it wrong for you to tie. Yeah, so you answer first. No. That's okay. <laughs> and Dad, if you oh, both yeah. get it right, Dad wins. Which, number 10... Which symptom determines if you are experiencing severe dehydration? A, rapid heartbeat. B, dry mouth. C, vomiting and diarrhea. And D, excessive sweating. I'd have to go with C. Oh, I'll balls the upper here. Was that excessive diarrhea and vomiting? Yeah, I, I was going to so, say yeah. that because it was going to be the obvious one, but I, I can't go the same, so I'm going to... Don't be that person at the restaurant no. that's oh, like, no. I can't have the same food as you. A and B. What was A and B? I don't know if I'm right. I'm a, just, yeah, no, I just seen like the one. A, yeah. rapid heartbeat. B, dry mouth. C, vomiting and diarrhea. And D, excessive well, B, sweating. B, dry mouth. You'd have a dry, if you so dehydrate, you have a dry mouth. experiencing severe di- dehydration. Yeah, that doesn't mean it's severe. Like, I get a dry mouth in between beers here. That's, that's probably a problem. Because <laughs> <laughs> they they're not few and far between. It'll be C. George's gone C. What are you going, Dad? It's gone C too. Yeah, I went that straight up. Yep. 
You are both correct. Yeah. Ah. So dry mouth and rapid heartbeat is a sign for moderate dehydration. Vomiting and diarrhea is a strong indication of severe dehydration. Yep, yep. That was cute. You guys shook hands. Yeah, mm. no, I'd go, I'd go bloody get lost in the bush with George any day. So, Dad, you ended up with... I mean, you got a mirror. To, to look at yourself. <laughs> and that's not That's where we part ways. <laughs> Dad, you got 8 out of 10. George, yeah. you got 7 out of 10. They're still pretty reasonable we're just, results. We're just shift workers. You use the mirror through the day. And I wake up yawning and use a flashlight. <laughs> flashlight. Yeah, just make sure you're saying the right thing there. But yeah, you did pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, well, when you think about them, you just break it down pretty quick and go for what you think's obvious. Mm. Although well, that one we both got wrong. Which yeah, that was that? A, that was the six legs or the oh, yeah, the insects. No, that was yeah. I got that right. George got that right. Oh, what was okay. one we got wrong? Both wrong. It was wrong. one we got both wrong. Uh, it, Anyhow, it was the viewers will hear it and go. It was bullshit. It. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't be wrong. I, I have to wrong. correct you, Dad. They're not viewers. That was the ones. Aren't you? It uh, was the what is shortly? the most important food source? Oh no, you got that right, didn't you, Dad? Mm. Yeah, fat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Oh, it, if you're lost for a long time, what's the most crucial factor in keeping yourself alive? And it's chilling. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. It just right. seems so yeah. lazy. It does. A lot of them um, say stuff like, what's the first thing you have to do? They get a bit tricky and the first thing is, stop, don't panic. Assess- <laughs> you're sorry. Breathe. Excuse me, but Dan was like, one of the things that actually will keep you alive is a positive mindset. And I was saying, I'm dead. I'm like, you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> you're dead, Mr. Oh. Negative. And he was like... Yeah, yeah, it's not the same yeah. people, though, when you're getting attacked by a bear. I just lay still. It's all yes, good. Yes. It's hard They're to lay still when you get an eat from the bottom you. up. Yeah. But you have to. That's the only way you go. Oh, but here's the problem. Unless it's a predatory bear. Yeah. yeah. you got to choose which... Mr. Bear, which yeah. are you? Yeah. Yeah. Nor in a way. He's looking at, do you want me to lay, lay here yeah. or yeah. run? Which one? <laughs> Works his way up your thigh. Yeah. Chew on your nuts. You don't have to play dead for long, do you? That's all right. Good bear. Good bear. Well, when I was researching this, actually, I took this one quiz because I just went through like Google and was taking quizzes to find the question that I thought were like the good questions and one of them I finished just one quiz and at the end they usually show you the results and I didn't realise this quiz was from like 2001 and you had to put your email in because the dude was going to mark it by himself <laughs> like hand mark it and then and then send you an email just him replying saying this is your results oh my god he was like a survival guide I was like oh my god it's 2001 I was 10 like yeah <laughs> I like crazy. these though I, I like the um, and the other one you just did many podcast back about the zombies oh yeah and josh and george did this and i remember listening to it and i was terrible in that one uh but it's interesting and you learn and yeah yeah it's not always what you think well they say like survival situations people kind of not well i guess you could say fantasize about it and it's because it's the idea of a survival situation will show you who you really are as a person i think so not necessarily like apocalypse just being lost in the woods like are you a rambo yeah, sometimes it's just common sense, though, isn't it? But yeah, you know, I wouldn't have thought sit on your ass and do nothing. They, he says, "Dad, eating the brightly coloured bugs." But on you, what one of them? <laughs> no, I'm good. Dad, hanging I'm out good. the side of his mouth. They're pretty cool. <laughs> Got a pocket full of lady. I'm starting not to feel well. <laughs> <laughs> My tummy hurts. Is that normal? <laughs> well, thanks, Dad, for filling in for John. Yeah, oh, done pleasure. a great job. Filling yeah, in for no. old useless tits. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Once again, <laughs> he's a good bloke. Sometimes. <laughs> Jordan and I are like, no comment. I yeah. don't recall. Yeah. Nah, bless him. He's doing yeah. the best he can. Yeah. He's, he's trying. Hey, Dean's got a banjo. He yes, has. He does. We should get on, get him on to do this tune live. Well, we've been commissioning him to do a few different things yeah. for when we get it, but live isn't necessary. He might talk. 
<laughs> we can't have that. It's not we worth have to muzzle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our captive. Well, everybody, stay safe. Wash your hands. Do you? Yep. Do me. No, Dad. <laughs> Please don't do that. Bye, y'all. See you. Hey, Ru. <laughs> <laughs>